Hi, thank you for joining us again on The Sunday Worship. Uh, it's a podcast. Uh, my name is Stefan, and uh, my friend that is uh, joining me and my co-host is... I'm Charlie. Charles. Charlie. Not Chaz, not Chuck, not Chip. Chaz? Do the, do the people, uh, Charles, do they go by Chaz? Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like it either. There's one guy that calls me Chaz, but it's okay. It's like his thing. You know, it's his thing. It's like his thing. Like With me, I guess, is to call me Chaz, and I feel like it's appropriate for him for some reason. Is he doing it to be a dick? No, absolutely not. Chaz? You no, don't I think it's... remind me of a Chaz. No, I don't feel like... But it's like, for him, it's like... I don't know. It's like some bond he it's has with me. It's a bond he has with you. To make me his Chaz. That's mm. fair, I guess. If it works. If it works for you guys. Yeah, man. It works for me. But otherwise, don't call me that shit. Uh, so happy winter solstice, everybody. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Um, happy Hanukkah. Uh, happy Kwanzaa. Don't forget Festivus. And Festivus. Um, but uh, we're, uh, we were talking about uh, we we're talking about some uh, old Yuletide Christmas traditions and some Santa Claus and some things that might shock you about Santa Claus, um, but not really Santa Claus as we think of him today. But Charlie's going to give you a little recap of what we talked about last time. Okay, so I, I will say that this is the second part of a two-part series um, that we didn't even intend for it to be two parts. It's just there is so much stuff on Christmas and Santa Claus just on the idea of this gift-giving figure at Christmas time. I mean, so definitely go back and listen to the last episode. But basically what we found out is that, like, these ideas of things that are similar to Santa go all the way back to pre-Christ. Um so, this is no new thing. No, well, well, if you can hear that, that is... Um, we, have, we, have, we have rats in the studio. We do have rats in the studio. But they're not like wild rats. They are pet rats, and they are adorable. And apparently she's thirsty at the worst possible time. How dare you hydrate? You only get water in the daytime. Also, I think that they're primarily nocturnal, so we picked a bad time to... <laughs> it's fine. They're cute. Anyway, so that is the most unprofessional thing you will ever not hear. You didn't hear it. That's why you're not hearing it. Cover your ears. No, don't do eyes. that. Then you won't hear it. So anyway, <laughs> so definitely um, definitely listen to podcasts that have rats in them. Um, also, definitely go back and listen to the first episode of our Santa Claus two-parter. Um, and where we left off was this Chris Kindle or Chris Kindle or even Christkind, Christkind, Christkind. So, so at up to this point, we've got we've got Saint Nicholas, and then the Saint Nicholas rolls over in the Center Claus, Center Claus uh, traditions. Right. Well, your boy Martin Luther, not Martin Luther King Jr., the good Martin Luther. Well, not that the other Martin. I, I don't know much about the guy, but not not the one that we're fond of it today. Martin Luther, the guy that's uh, with the ninety nine thesis. Thesis, yeah, theses or Re- whatever. What is it? Uh, Reformation? Is that what it was called that time? Yeah, he was the starter of, of, of Protestantism to some degree. 
So he, he he broke away from the Catholic Church when it was not cool to do so. Huh. No Martin Luther, no wasp. Is that what you're telling me? Basically, yeah. We right. wouldn't we wouldn't be wasps right now without him. So apparently he couldn't get jiggy with his saint shit. You know, we weren't gonna be worshiping saints. So he took and tried to tried to steal the thunder from Saint Nicholas and give it to who? Out of all people in the winter solstice, who did he try to give this to? Jesus. Dear Lord, little baby Jesus. Yeah, I'll tell you, if you don't know anything about Jesus, I would highly suggest going and taking a listen to um, Kenneth Copeland. He is a shining, shining figure of... uh, (laughs) I just, listen, if you don't know about Kenneth Copeland and you don't know... Listen, we are devout followers of Kenneth Copeland. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, he's we, we're part of his rap group. In fact, any money we actually make off of this podcast, which will be absolutely none, but if, if in some weird alternate reality multiverse theory, you know, there's a... We make money, we're going to donate it all to Kenneth Copeland because I hear he needs a new jet. Um, <laughs> to so fly he can away spread, from COVID? Uh, well, so can, I mean, maybe. I think he's trying to spread the word of Christ. I, I, I really believe that. Um, but uh, just if you get a chance, wait a minute, check wait out a minute, Kenneth hold Copeland. up, hold up, wait a minute. What if we start a new cult? We get rid of Santa Claus and, and we replace him with Kenneth Copeland, who flies around in a private jet dropping truth bombs. Yeah, basically. Um, on unsuspecting... Um, Minorities. Developing, developing nations? Those two. Right. It's a great idea. Thank you, Kenneth Copeland. Uh, anyway, so yeah, see him for any information you need about Jesus, or you can go two episodes back and listen to our little podcast on Jesus. A little, we talked about a Gnostic Christ. Um, but yeah, so, anyway, uh, so, so Christ yeah, your boy, yeah, your boy Martin Luther couldn't get jiggy with that shit. So he turned it around and made it so that Christ Kintel was the one delivering the presents. Well, that just is the Christ child, right? Right, which is just fucking ridiculous. Have you ever seen a baby? How can a baby, how can a baby deliver the, presents? They can't even hold their head up. No, the only thing they deliver is shit. They deliver that would be a shit miracle. and vomit. Oh, they deliver shit and vomit. Vomit on your shirt, shit in their pants, and if they don't have a diaper on it, shit on you also. He just couldn't stand the thought of, of a saint getting the, the, the recognition that he deserves for uh, delivering the presents to the children. Right. So anyway, so the sucker he was, he tried to do away with Sinterklaas and St. Nicholas. And came up with Chris Kintel or Christkin. But uh, which sounds a whole lot like Chris Kringle because That's where it comes you, from. You know how Americans do. We gotta make that shit ours. So yeah. There is that. That's where just so you know, just to, to clarify, that is uh Chris Kindle. Somehow in America we decided was Chris King- Kringle. Chris Kringle, that's where the name comes from, is Christ Kindle. Was, um, but we attribute it to what we now call yeah, Santa, Santa Claus. Claus. But it really was them trying to replace Santa Claus with baby Jesus. Right. Thanks, Martin Luther. So, 
just real quick, here's a few names that I'm going to spout off to you of gift-giving figures, and then Stefan's going to bring it in with some very scary things that come with the winter solstice. So you got Father Christmas, Christmas Man, Saint Nicholas, Angel Star, Christmas Gnome, Christmas Lads, Christmas Goat, Saint Basil, Star Man, Grandfather Frost, this motherfucker appears to be a badass, also goes by the name Dead Moroz, or the Slavic Winter Wizard. Slavic Winter Wizard. Yeah, if you if you have a band and you don't have a name, you should call it Slavic Winter Wizard, or just Slavic Wizard for short. Absolutely. Uh, the Dead Moroz is pretty interesting. Um, it is a offshoot of Santa Claus that was a figure in Slavic paganism. So this is this is pre-Christian, right? And somehow got wrapped into Russian culture and was originally thought of as a demon, as a uh, winter demon. Now, demons at this time in history were not think uh, were not thought of uh, as negative. It was just really more of a designation for uh, spirit. But he basically so uh, did Christians do that. Did the Christians make the word demon bad? Uh, I'm confused. Um, or I'm not, I'd have to do some more research, but I, I think yeah. anything that wasn't Judeo-Christian became demonic, right? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So like, I, I know within, um, like Astaroth, um, is a demon that exists. Uh, this is a side note is a demon that exists within like Goetic, um, occult workings and stuff, but it's really, just a bastard bastardization of the um, fertility goddess Astarte, which goes back to ancient Babylon and everything. So th- they did the Christian Church did this with anything that wasn't, you know. Yeah, I wonder. Judeo Christian. I wonder if there's any ties between this uh, between the Star Man and the Angel Star. The Star Man and the Angel Star? Yeah, well, I would imagine. I don't know. That's, that's I've never weird. heard that one. Yeah, the, 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 listen, there are so many lores that are similar or tie into the Santa Claus idea that we do not have enough podcasts in our future to cover it all, unless we became the Sunday Santa Claus ship. I mean, literally, we could go on for for a long time about this. There's yeah. just so many different Christmas traditions across across the world and we haven't even left europe no but i find it interesting in the sense that um the idea the american santa claus and we'll we'll get the more towards this to the end though but it's kind of a mismatch um it's a mixture of a lot of these different legends and folklore surrounding different figures that really just kind of reside around this time of year. And as good Americans, we've kind of taken it all, thrown it in a little pot and made our own thing. But, uh, we like Tex-Mex. Yeah. Kind of like, I don't, I'm not a fan of Tex-Mex. What? Yeah. I really, you're un-American. Just tell us about this. Uh, I just, every time I get Tex-Mex, stuff. I'm just like, why couldn't it just be Mexican? I like Mexican better. What are the Texans got to have their hands in everything? Okay. I hear you. I guess you... Secede. Secede from the Union. I guess... Do it. mm. If you're in Texas... Actually, apparently, we have somebody in Texas that listens to us. You should secede immediately. 
And I, sus- I, sus- I support you. Uh, so now we're going to talk about a fun figure. This is what I was waiting for. Known as Krampus. Now, Krampus has gained some popularity in the past few years. I believe it was in 2016-ish. Uh, they came out with Krampus movie. It was a, like a horror comedy. It's actually not a bad movie. You should go watch it um, if you get the chance. Um, it's, it's not bad. It's got a, one of the guys that was in Step Brothers, not um, Will Ferrell or uh, John C. Riley, but like the brother in it. It's not bad. You should watch it. Um, so Krampus is a horned uh, anthropomorphic figure in uh, Germanic, Swiss, mainland Europe folklore. Now, Krampus is thought to be kind of the dark side of Santa Claus. Now, Krampus is usually depicted as a horned figure Kind of like you would think of the devil. He's got cloven hooves. Um, He's got goat legs. He's got horns. He's got the face of a man with a beard. And he's usually wrapped in like sheep skins. Um, He sometimes is is depicted with uh, chains on him. Some people think that the chains were kind of added on as like a binding of the devil when uh, Christianity became the uh, driving force within Europe. Now, Krampus more than likely stems from pagan uh, deity that was thought to go around uh, in the time of the winter solstice. And I'm sorry, I just lost my whole train of thought right there. (laughs) Yeah, but so this Krampus cap... um... Uh, like okay, so I know that you looked into it. You 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 knew about Krampus before I, we even started this thing. So, like I was just looking at some of the things that he was said to like do to the children, like uh, beat them with sticks, <laughs> kidnap them. Oh yeah, okay. So yeah, I'm sorry. This thank you, Charlie. I no, no, totally no. went off on uh, my my brain just messed up right there. But so Krampus, right? So he is. He's like the anti-Santa Claus. Now, are they... Anti-Claus, if you will. Anti-Claus, right. So are they working together? Uh, Maybe, maybe not. Not to be confused with Antifa. Not to be confused with... He might be an Antifa. I think he is. I think Krampus is a member. Of Antifa? I'm I'm quite sure. I think I saw him I think one of them works at the local Starbucks. Uh, It's a coffee place. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but I, I go to it sometimes. Have you ever heard of it? I've heard of it. I hear their coffee is awful. I actually am a huge fan. What? I, anyway, sorry. Side note. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Antifa works there. But anyway. So. Antifa does, in fact, also work at Starbucks. <laughs> Everybody, Actually, every member of Antifa works at Starbucks. <laughs> and they all live at home with their parents. But they're, <laughs> they're going to start the revolution fueled on Frappuccinos. <laughs> okay, listen. This this is a quick disclaimer. I'm sorry. This is way off 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 of um off the subject. But in case you don't know, I can speak for Stephanie and myself both. We don't fall in a normal place on the political spectrum. So because you hear us making jokes about Antifa, do not assume that we're um like I'm all for anti-fascism. Yeah, I am. 
I am, I'm against fascism. I am anti-fascism. But so. let's let's be okay. Like, uh, Let, let's not get into political. Conversation. Uh, we're not going to get into that. But like, it's funny sometimes. Yeah, yeah it is th- funny. Th- don't don't assume don't assume that we're on your left wing side or on your right wing side. We're somewhere. Uh, Charlie, in fact, is a member of the Proud Boys. <laughs> That is not true. He's uh, he is one of their very few dreadlock dreadlock wearing members. That is not true. Um, what I am a member of is the not so proud Americans. That sounds like Nazi to me. Not so proud. Not so proud. Um, no, I hate you. Anyway. Anyways, I'm just kidding. Uh, Antifa. If you're in Antifa or, or in work not, at Starbucks, I guess, we're sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, we love you. It's just a joke. It's jokes, folks. Jokes, folks. I didn't jokes, mean for folks. that to rhyme. But just You're come on. Just don't take yourself so seriously. Anyway, stop working at Starbucks. Get out of your mom's basement. Go fucking start the revolution. Um, Krampus. This dude beat kids with sticks. Right. So he was um, kind of the... Uh, <laughs> He's the anti. He's the antichrist to Santa Claus, right? (laughs) No, he's the antichrist. He's kind of the antichrist for Santa Claus. So what he would do, anti-claus, was in uh, Alpine folklore, was he was like kind of this demon figure, but he went around to enforce and punish the bad kids. So if you were being a little shit all year, your parents would be like, "You better be careful because Krampus is coming." Uh, with St. Nick, and if you're not good, Krampus is going to beat you with birch sticks. That's one punishment you might receive. And another punishment is he might just scoop your ass up, throw you in a bag, and drag you down to hell. Or the underworld, whatever you want to call it. Now, you made a really um, good observation. Okay, so we were talking earlier about... Uh, are you talking about the the... The throwing them in the bags. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. So something that I noticed that uh, – because this is all – all of this is is Europe, right? Like they don't have Santa Claus in – Who knows? In, in Asia, they don't. I mean, I'm sure they know like kind of what Santa Claus Yo is. Yo, show, is that what Is that the Asian I'm Santa Claus? Sh- uh, I don't know. I, I'm not sure, but uh, – so we were talking about Santa Claus, the Dutchy guy, Dutch, the Dutch Santa Claus guy, who's got a helper who is a, a, a black man, but it's uh, represented in their festivals as a man in blackface. It's a Dutch man in blackface because I, I guess that's just how it's a honky. It's a European honky. In blackface. And they still do this, and I don't know. I mean, listen, we listen to... There is an argument to be made on both sides as to whether or not the actual figure itself is racist in the sense that was he a slave to Santa Claus? Probably not, based on the historical evidence, but, like, is the thing... Is the guys doing blackface still, like, really appropriate? No, it's it's probably not. But here's the deal. The the Black Peters, the helpers of the Santa Claus, were also known to punish the bad kids. And what they would do 
is they would throw them in a sack and they would drag them back to Spain with them. So the idea of Black Peter also being that he was a figure of Moorish descent. And the Moors at one time were uh, people of from Africa, dark-skinned people, that uh, ruled a large swath of land throughout Europe and Africa. And uh, a big part of what they were ruling was Spain. So these figures would come into uh, the Netherlands and then they would take uh, these bad kids back to Spain in a sack. So within the Krampus <laughs> lore, uh, the idea is if you were a bad kid, he would throw you in a sack and just you know walk away and uh, never to be seen or heard from again. Uh, he'd also he'd beat kids with uh, birch branches. Um, there, there are some other things. I think. Oh wait, that was a different. The one with the lady. There was a different figure that's kind of similar to Krampus. Do you remember the name? I think you wrote it down. Of the witch, because uh, what she did to the kids was kind of fucked up. I, I don't. Uh, uh, Frau. Frau, Frau, something. It was a German. Yeah, Frau Birchta. So the idea of that was that um, Frau Birchta would disembowel the children. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she would either, but she was, but she was also, she did both. She either rewarded, yeah, she either rewarded or punished, or them. punished. But the punishment didn't fit the crime because the crime was being a bad boy. Right. So. What she would do was um, she would either reward you with a gift or she would literally disembowel the children and then take out their guts and then fill them back up with rocks or coal or something, which I just find that is a lovely holiday tradition. Yeah, and I I would say that uh, as as Americans growing up, uh, we we got screwed over. All we got was coal. We could have been disemboweled or kidnapped. All that fun stuff, but no. Yeah, we didn't get... All we got was, like, you get a lump of coal. That's, I mean, whatever. Here, have some anthracite. I was poor and cold all the time. I was heating the oven, or heating the kitchen, our entire house with the oven in the kitchen. So, like, I would have loved to have some coal. Man. But uh, anyway, so Krampus, right? So there is a, a, a festival that is held within the Alpine regions of Europe. Um, in a lot of different, I mean, it varies from, you know, place to place. It Hamlet is, to Hamlet. Right. So it is called Krampusnacht. And you can actually celebrate Krampusnacht. And uh, they do these things called like Krampus runs. Um, they do them mostly in Europe, but they do exist within the U.S. Where it's basically everybody dresses up like Krampus. They get real drunk. They run around. They party. It's kind of like a mixture between like Christmas, Mardi Gras, and Halloween all at the same time. Um, but Krampusnacht actually falls on um, the night before the Feast of St. Nicholas. Now, the Feast of St. Nicholas in parts of Europe is celebrated on December 6th. So what we think of as Christmas Eve for those people that celebrate the Feast of St. Nicholas, which is basically their Christmas day, their Christmas Eve is Krampusnacht, right? So Krampusnacht is the evening of December 5th. And on Krampusnacht is when, so people would go around dressed as Krampus, um, and they would knock on doors, um, they would scare the kids, and the whole idea was that they would scare these kids into being good, 
And then if the kids were lucky enough or good enough to see the next day, they would receive presents on. Or they um, might be disemboweled or put in a bag or taken to the underworld. Right. So the whole point of Krampus is um, it's just like a it's a it's a fun little devil side thing that it's a leftover. It's got to be a left. I mean, obviously, it is a leftover like pagan deity of some sort. Um that that somehow wormed its way in to the Santa Claus thing, right? I just there's so many different things about uh I'm sorry, I'm just like stuttering now. Yeah, no. So the thing is it's like there's all these intertwined themes between paganism and Christianity in um you know how these dates just seem to kind of merge. We go all the way back to the to the sun god. Um, what's the sun god's name? Mithra. Yeah, Mithra, being uh, born on the twenty fifth, and then the church. The church decides that they will celebrate. You know Jesus's birth on the twenty fifth, and there is no evidence that Jesus's birth was the twenty fifth. If anything, like. I think they said the spring. Yeah, the the scene was kind of painted in the Bible that uh, it was the spring. I guess it had the, the the talking of the livestock at the time or whatever. I, I'm no I'm no biblical uh, historian, but no, I mean that was what it, I was always taught yeah, was that it was more than likely that if um, right. if they were going to go by dates and everything in the Bible, it was more than likely he was born in the spring. But basically, the church figured, hey, rather than excluding all these pagans and having them pissed off at us, let's just intertwine all this and we can all be one big happy family. But here you go again. You got this uh, character, um, Krampus. This whole th- uh, cr- a being with horns meant to scare people into behaving. Sounds a whole lot like something else I've heard of. Hell. The devil? Yeah, no, I mean, like, if you see, and you can look at the pictures, and it's funny because they, the greeting card industry, which is, is formed around a lot of all these, these holidays, in the early 1900s, uh, and like you, I, there's like a meme that runs around and stuff, and it's, it's actually um, Christmas cards. In, like when the invention of Christmas cards first started and they're just fucking bizarre. <laughs> like they right. don't make any fucking sense for what, like they don't have Santa Claus on them or any of this shit. Right. But they have, there was a bunch of Krampus cards and it's basically just this devil shoving fucking kids into like a backpack. <laughs> like, Epstein and that, and like, <laughs> it's just like, oh well, it's God, just like, bro. Imagine, like, because I would like to have that card and, like, send it to, like, my shitty little cousins and stuff now. Right. We should, bro, we should start that. I bet you there's somebody doing it. We'll, we'll look into oh, this. Oh, I'm after. sure there's somebody there's doing it. There's got to be somebody Well, I, so, like Krampus I was cards. talking about, they have these Krampus runs, and they, you can go, I don't, there's a big one somewhere in the U.S. I have to look it up. But uh, you can go to these Krampus runs, and it's very, uh, it sounds like a good time to me. I mean... I don't know. I'd like to dress up like a devil and beat the shit out of people with tree branches. All right. So. Uh, so we talked about Krampus. So my thing is like. 
so we've got all this weird shit, dude. I mean, there's just so much weird stuff. That's all this Euro- European stuff. It's all tied into paganism. And then I'm like, okay, how did we end up where we are with this Christmas tree and the Santa Claus that we know? And he's in every freaking mall and he's knocking on your door and he's riding on a motorcycle with some fat lady on the, with some whatever. You know, it's like the world we're living in. The, the Christmas we know. How did we get here, right? Because right. we know that we're in America and not tied to Europe. So, yeah, and I would just like to reiterate just real quick that uh, the reason that I brought up Krampus is because I think within our American Santa Claus the idea of the punishment side or like the lump of coal, I think is kind of coming out of that area. Oh, of, right. The good and the bad. Like yeah. If, the good and the bad. Cause I don't naughty or nice. Right. Cause uh, I don't think originally like the idea of St. Nicholas, there wasn't any sort of punishment. There was aspect. no repercussions right. for the misbehavior. Yeah. I think. And I, and honestly, that is a very, um, it's like a very like kind of paganistic idea in and of itself. Cause really kind of within Christianity, I mean, like you have the idea of hell and everything, but the um, the whole idea, like Christ, never like came to like really punish people. You know what I mean? Right. There was no real. There was no like duality with it. it he was. Yeah, I'm just saying the original yeah. figure of 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 Saint Nicholas was not this dualistic character like we think of it today with the naughty and nice. Right, and, and yeah, it says bad or good, so you better be good. For goodness sake. For goodness sake. Um, so, when our honky ancestors first came over from Europe, um, which, you know, is, uh, it's a whole thing in itself. They, they could We could have a whole episode on that. We won't talk about that. But, you know, so... You send the first batch of honkies over here, and you got these Puritans, right? And um, when people came, you know, over in England, like, things were jumping. Christmas time was for real. These cats were getting drunk. They were throwing down. It was a carnival scene. Yeah, I mean, this, and this goes back to the, the, the me, excuse me, the melding of Christianity in the indigenous pagan religions throughout, like, you know, all of Europe. Right. Because it was originally like, um, I don't know, uh, just like the Satra, how do you say that word? Saturnalia. Saturnalia was a, it was like a week long vessel. They got drunk as fuck. They feasted. Nobody mm-hmm. worked. They did whatever they wanted. Yeah. Uh, it was waste time. But, and they still continued that tradition into Christian, into the Christianization of. Sure. And I mean, you can even tie it all the way, uh, back to Yule with, you know, there was a time for feast. And so. When they, I guess when they migrated south, they continued to feast, but they also started to get a little groggy. Yeah, and and it kind of makes sense. Like uh, from um, like I would imagine the whole idea of the seasons are like you're working your ass off, right? All spring, all summer, you're planting your crops, you're working your fields, you're making sure you harvest everything, you're doing all this work. So you can kick back in the wintertime because you're not yeah. able to grow anything. So why not party? You know, like, I, I, I get it. They didn't have Indo back then, you know? No, they did not. It was all Aldo. It was all Aldo. Sorry. Sorry. That was that was a very terrible joke. Like most, most or if not all of my jokes. So 
they were throwing down. You know, it was party season. It really was. Like, I mean, I didn't even go into the depths of some of the traditions that they had, but I know there was like some shit where like, man, the 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 poor and the, the peasants would like beat on the doors of the rich and like, I don't know, if you didn't give them some booze, like if you didn't give them what they wanted, they would just like come in and like trash your place or something. I don't know. I'm probably just like fabricating all that, but whatever. I can say whatever I want. You can say whatever you want. <laughs> if you don't believe me, check on the internet. Um, <laughs> so I do know that it was a really festive time and that they were getting wasted over there, shwilly. Um, I want. Is there any tie between that and like the Welsh thing? Okay, so within wealth Welsh tradition, now this one is weird to me because I don't understand. I get this isn't really. This is a little bit like Krampus, but I don't know that there's so much a um, a direct tie to like like necessarily Santa Claus. So you can't make the tie. But it's um, there might be. I I didn't get to look too much into it. Basically, the the Welsh tradition of Mary Lude is uh, so they would get what they do is they get this um, this horse skull and they put it on a stick. And then somebody like wraps themselves in a sheet and what they go is they go and they knock on doors and they sing and the person behind the door has to sing back and I believe they have to sing back correctly or something, right? There's some sort of challenge that happens, Mm -hmm. right? And if they don't do it correctly, then the people with the horse skull get to come in and drink all your beer and uh, they, they just keep, oh shit, sorry. What? It's so late. It's so late here right now that my um, alarm is going off to wake me up to go to work at four thirty in the morning. But you do not have to work. I do not work tomorrow. I'm sorry. I apologize. But um, the whole idea was, I, 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 it's it's like a Welsh tradition. They they sing. You got to sing back. If you don't do it right, they get to. And I would imagine that's kind of similar to what you were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, because it does sound a lot a lot like where they were, would go beat on the doors. But anyway, so. You come over, you're now you're in the new world. They call the new world. It was new to them, I suppose. Um, so in Massachusetts, around like uh, it's like in 1659, the Puritans outlawed the celebration of Christmas. So in Massachusetts, you could not be caught celebrating Christmas, or they would find you. Do you know how much they would fine you? No, how much? Five shillings. Is that a lot back then? I have absolutely no idea. It seems like a lot. It seems like a lot. Like, I would be mad if they fined me $5 for anything. I don't care. If they fined me five shillings, I'd be pissed. You know, but it's just another example of taxation. I wonder if there was just, like, one guy who was like, fuck it. Like, he just had the money, and he's like, I'm doing Christmas my way, bitches. Right. He just like walked up to like whatever the pastor's house and he's like, here's your five ceilings, bitch. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was like, here we go again. First, you got Martin Luther. He's like, uh-uh, no center class. I'm starting to not like, like, I don't really know much about Martin Luther, right. but I'm starting to not like him because he's like trying to ruin Christmas. Right. <laughs> he's like, um, he's like the Tim Burton of, um, <laughs> Whatever, like the fifteenth century. Wait a minute! Shots fired. All right, hold on. Pause button. Ted, why do you not like Tim Burton? I personally is that the Muppet that. guy? 
No, that's Jim Henson. Oh, He's Jim an American Henson. fucking oh, hero. Tim Burton did uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. He did um, Edward Scissorhands. Oh, yeah. Edward he Scissorhands did, is um, pretty cool, man. So is Nightmare Before Christmas. You don't like those? No, I fucking hate it. Oh, you look like a spooky boy who would like that no, stuff. No, I hate that shit. Uh, you're just Listen, saying that because people think you should. No. Like, um... I don't I I hate I don't like I don't like it. I never liked the Nightmare Before Christmas. I'm sorry. And listen, Tim Burton's entire existence is to ruin people's childhoods. All right, hold on a second. Listen. This I is w- a tangent, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Please, if you are if you're listening to this on a podcast, I'm gonna ask that you pause it right now and go over to our Facebook page, The Sunday Warship, and look at at Stefan and tell me he does not look like someone who would be in love with the nightmare before Christmas. Um, and then please come back and then you can listen and know that he probably does like it and just won't say it. No, I don't. I don't like anything Tim Burton's ever done. First off, um, he wrote, why, why did he think he need to remake Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory? Why would you ever think that you need to remake that movie? Someone told me that in that book that they were black. What? No. That's not true? No, I read the book in high school. Oh, you did? Yeah. Uh, I probably should have read it. Anyway, I, I heard it on the internet, so it's true. Uh, I don't remember them being like black. like A black family. No, no, no. They were in England. That doesn't mean they weren't no, black. No, but they were, trust me, they weren't black. So I remember reading. We read it in high school. All through the house. Listen, all he does is he makes scary shit for kids. Like that's not you're ruining. You're ruining childhoods. I will say that the like first him. time I saw Edward Scissorhands, I was fucking scared. That's of it. different. That was more. That wasn't like a like he can get away with that. That's I fine. was scared of it. I was on your you side. You were scared. Oh, the first Edward Scissorhands. I saw it, but I as I got I older, I realized it. how cool it was. I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. All right. Well, anyway, back to uh, Christmas in the New World. So, um, eggnog fan or not a fan? Not a fan. Not a fan. Why do you look at me like, like you're? you're no, I, I, that, that doesn't surprise me. I just I, I guess it does surprise me. Who the fuck likes me. eggnog? I like eggnog. Are you fucking goddamn? You really are, and goddamn proud boys, aren't you? <laughs> Those no. bastards are just chugging eggnog. No. Prove they're the master race with their goddamn superior dairy. So here's the thing: I've seen some pictures of these proud boys, and, and it looks like a good percentage of them are are. Uh, I don't know if they, black it's a people. Rate. Yeah, I don't. Know. I, I don't. I don't. Really, I, listen, I think they I don't chug know milk what the, or something. I really though. don't even know what what it is. I don't really know what Antifa is anymore. I don't know what any of this stuff is in the political they're nothing. stuff. They're, none of them are. Anything. What I think is, I'm just waiting for them to come out with a product, and I will decide. Whether or not I want to purchase their cereal, they need to work on their branding. Is there both of them? Right, their branding's not good because I don't really know what's going on there. No, Antifa O's, uh, um, Proud Boy Pebbles. I don't know. But when you come out with a good cereal, I'll try it, and if it's good, then I'll let you know. We'll give a review. Uh, so stay tuned for that shit. Anyway, <laughs> eggnog. Apparently, the first instance of eggnog being. Drank at, is drank a word? Drinking? Drank. 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 Yeah, it's a, it's a whole Kendrick Lamar song. Turn up, drank, something, yeah, drank. drank. Don't yeah, that's know, a great song. Drank. 
that motherfucker is the greatest, or not, I'm not going to say the greatest, but one of the greatest American po- uh, poets there is. Anyway, that's a different thing, because he was Agreed. not at this Christmas where there was eggnog, which was, where? Do you know where? The first Christmas that had eggnog? Yeah. No, I don't know where. Jamestown. Jamestown, New York? I'm just kidding. Not Jonestown. What? But Jamestown. No, there is a Jamestown, New York. Is there really? Yeah, we used to play them in sports when I was in high school. <laughs> Where you very had, small town. Where your whole football team had the same last name. Yes, this is true. Um, um, no, yeah, yeah, Jamestown. The um, yeah. So first New World first, Christmas. Yeah, the first. Uh, yeah, colony. the first eggnog. Wait, um, they were the first ones that had eggnog. Yeah, and Jamestown. For Christmas. Yep, Jamestown. They had Christmas. Yeah, because that's the thing. Up in Massachusetts, they had the Puritans, and they were right. like, fuck no, nah, none of that shit going on here. But in Jamestown, they was down there grogging out. Grogging out. They were grogged. They were grogging. They so, were grogging. So that's where they invented an eggnog. I don't know if that's where they invented it, but that's the first instance of it being... Drank uh, on Christmas? Being had. Do they put booze in it? Yeah. It, they, is it like a... Eggnog it? is derived from egg grog. Grog is booze. You know that, right? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, grog is booze. Yeah, eggnog, grog, booze. They were grogged up. That's why I say they were grogged oh, up. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. Yeah. Jamestown drank. Yeah, they did. Puritans did not drink. If no, they did, they, they did, did it in their bedrooms and didn't tell anybody. So, I mean, so Christmas was a thing. It was a thing in the New World. Puritans not having it, but for the most part, it was going down until everybody's favorite thing, independence. Um, the American Revolution? Independence. Okay. Snuffed out Christmas. They was like, well, fuck this shit. This Christmas stuff is European. We're not doing this anymore. Oh, really? Bro. I didn't know that. No bullshit. So from 1789 all the way to 1856, Congress... Didn't even recognize it. They were sitting in session. They were in session for the most part from 1789 to 1856. Christmas, no go. Nope, we're not having it. Well, I'm glad that they could uh, recognize Christmas right before they started the Civil War. Well, that was very civil of them, wasn't it? That's why it's called the Civil War, because the people were civil during it? I don't think that's what that means. So... Best I can tell, the Santa that we have today is a result of the Dutch people coming over to New York. Yeah, because it was originally New Amsterdam. The New Amsterdam? And yeah, it may before have been. it became... No, it was originally before New York became New York. It was New Amsterdam. It was a Dutch colony. And when those bastards came over, who did they bring with them? Oh, uh, Santa Claus. Santa Claus. I guess. How they, come we didn't get the Black Peter? I guess they left Schwartz Peten over there, or Schwartz Peten may have came over, and then he went back when he saw shit was over here. Because yeah, that's what Jesus I would have done. Like, Jesus if Christ! If I was Schwartz Peten, Black Peter, he came over here and saw shit. I'm like, oh shit, fuck's going on over here. But anyway, so he didn't make it, but the Santa Claus thing, apparently, that's where he came from. Um, and then, so this, uh, 
this writer, uh, Clement Moore, I guess, is the one that gave us the reindeer and a whole lot of the imagery that we think of. Um, Did he write, was it the poem? He wrote a poem or something, right? Or was it an, because there was an illustrator as well, right? Yeah, the illustrator was uh, Thomas Nest, and he's the one that gave us the image of the Santa Claus that we think of now with the red clothing and the white beard. Right. Um, And if you go and look up uh, the picture, you'll see that it's a little bit, to me, it's a little bit more elfin than what we have today, Um, but... But still, um, rec- definitely recognizable. Uh, so, I mean, I mean, really, that's like, uh, I mean, that's kind of how we got from there to here. Now, something that you brought up to me um, that I thought was very interesting, it was weird because there was like, Parallel after parallel after parallel between all the study and the research that I did was with the with the mushrooms. Oh, okay. So this is my okay. So and, and it, it's I don't know how valid this is because of the location. So you got to understand. Okay. So first off. It all ties in very neatly. Is Santa Claus, it does work very neatly. Was Santa Claus a Siberian shaman? This, I love this idea. I don't know how valid it is just because Siberia is really far away from where we're getting all these other um, Santa Claus traditions. It's really far removed from uh, St. Nicholas. It's really far removed from Christianity. But like as we've established really Christianity didn't really have much to do with Christmas in any way, shape or form. But so the, here, here's the, um, shamanic Siberian Santa Claus theory for you. Okay. So the idea of the Siberian shamanic Santa Claus is that, so where does Santa Claus live? Charlie, do you know, do you know where he lives in the Arctic? I'm sorry to give you a chance to answer. Oh, you didn't. I was going to say communist somewhere. He's a tricom. Now, the Siberian shamans, so the word shaman actually is a Siberian term. Now, these people that live in Siberia in the early, I want to say 19th century or maybe it's the 18th century, um, anthropologists came across these people and they found that these people were like the closest thing that they could find to untouched native European culture, right? So these were like the the closest thing that they could find to what the European peoples were like pre Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. As they didn't write any of this shit down. None, none of these European cultures had written language because they're dumb. Um, they're, they're not dumb, but they didn't have any written language. But what they found was that these shamans were super 
attract or they had the the amanita muscaria mushroom which is the mushroom that you think about when you think about mushrooms it is a super barrio brother mushroom um it's the red it's the red and white one right it's also called fly agaric now this is known to have hallucinogenic effects now there is some argument as to it is not a psilocybin containing mushroom like we think of like people take magic mushrooms. Right. It's, it's a different type of hallucinogenic drug, right? But there's also some debate as to whether or not it uh, varies with potency depending on like what uh, part of the world it grows in. Because it actually grows like all over Europe and I think it grows in Canada too. Well, there's an interesting little thing about uh, what they did to... Uh, lessen the toxicity. Oh, yeah. So it, it is actually known to be a poisonous mushroom, right? Like it's not a super high. It's not like a death cap mushroom that'll just like kill you. But it can it can make you really sick, and it can probably kill you too, just depending on the the just it varies, right? If you don't believe us, fact check us. But what they would do with these mushrooms, so. Okay, so there's a bunch of things that go into why this mushroom is con- might be connected to the idea of Santa Claus and Christmas in general. First thing being is the shamans live up in the north in the Arctic where we would think of Santa Claus to live. Another thing is that these mushrooms, the Amanita muscaria, typically are found beneath pine trees. Like that's where they grow underneath pine trees and they kind of would resemble red and white packages like red and white presents wrapped up with bows and shit like we think about red and white underneath a pine tree so you have that that's that's one aspect of it is that they kind of look like the presents underneath the tree um the other thing that um they would do to uh to decrease the uh, toxicity of these is they they would let them dry out before they would eat them, right? So what they would do is they would hang these in the tree, like they would find them underneath the pine trees, and then they would hang these red and white mushrooms all over the trees to dry before they consume them. Uh, That also reminds us of decorating a Christmas tree with, you know, like red, white, and green. Those are the Christmas colors, right? So can I give you a modern-day tie-in? Yes, please. So, um, one of the things that American Christians did to try to take Christmas back was they began to hang apples on the tree. Okay, yeah. And the apples are supposed to be a representation of the Garden of Eden. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Right, and so then it became easier to just put a ball on the tree than an actual piece of fruit. But if you ever look, sense, yeah. a lot of people yeah, I've seen, decorate their yep. tree with a with a plastic or styrofoam apple. Um, and apparently that's where that came from, was to try to kind of take it back from the pagans. Or not take it back, but to take it, I guess, you know, to, yeah. to, to give it a <laughs> Christian flair. But anyway, sorry, just a yeah, no, um, factoid. So another... Another point that we that I would like to make about this, because I really just love this theory. I don't know 
Oh, no. It, How it's, valid it's, is it? It's very interesting. Yeah, it now. is very interesting. So the Amanita muscaria, right, it grows underneath the pine tree. They would hang it on the pine tree to dry it. And then also the uh, mushrooms in early Christmas uh, imagery, right, was a super popular image within Christmas, right? Like a lot of the Christmas ornaments resembled mushrooms they still do a lot of them if you look at them like the way you ever see like the they seem like they're weird shapes like they're not really you know they're not always have you seen what you know what i'm talking about like um we're looking at a christmas tree right now yeah there is a christmas tree there's not really in there but i i kind of know what they're talking about they kind of look like mushrooms there has been mushroom iconography within the christmas tradition for a long time um, another thing is that the shamans dress in red and white, like the mushrooms, like Santa Claus. Like they wear these big robes. Right. They're lined in white fur. Because um, you gotta stay warm. They, uh, vegan fur, though. It is vegan fur. It's not vegan. I promise you, those people are not using vegan fur. Um, Faux fur. But they uh, they would dress like Santa Claus. In the the shamans in this in the Siberian culture would typically, you know, were older men had long white beards. Um, so that's another thing. They kind of dressed and looked like Santa Claus. And uh, the reindeer. Where did the reindeer come from? Right? That's kind of a weird thing. Yeah. So I, the only thing that I could... The, my whole thing, out of all the things I studied, the only thing I came up with that even was close to the reindeer was Odin's eight-legged horse. St. Nicholas had a white horse that he rode, but it didn't fly. It was a regular horse. And then, um, what's his face? Uh, what's the dude's name? Clement, uh, Clement Moore, which was actually like, the dude was, I want to say he was like a pastor or something or whatever they were. He came up with, Clement Moore came up with the, um, with the reindeer in that, in, in one of his in writings, in the poems, poems or yeah. something like, because so, didn't he write? Who was the guy that wrote it for his kids and didn't want it to be? There was a guy that wrote one of the famous Christmas poems. So that was him, I think. Was that him? I think that was him, and he didn't at first. He didn't want to take credit for it because he was a pastor, and there was absolutely a pastor or something, whatever. Something he was. Like that. He was a. He was something in a the member church. Of the, yeah, he was yeah. a member of the church, and. There was absolutely no religious. I think mentions. he was a clergyman of some sort. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. He he definitely was, and he didn't mention anything uh, to do with Christ or anything. Yeah, it was like he was uh, almost promoting a secular Christmas before we even. He actually probably is like kind of like one of the progenitor progenitors. Yeah, he's probably hugely responsible for for us with this idea of um, right. secular Christmas because I even remember as a kid being growing up in church and stuff and having um, my grandma and my mom being like, well, Santa Claus really isn't the thing about Christmas, but Santa Claus kind of really is the thing about Christmas. Yeah, and the Jesus is. thing isn't the thing about Christmas. Right, yeah. In which, hey, I'm a huge fan of Jesus. But- oh, yeah. I'm not to take away. And, you know, and, like, if you um, – celebrate Christmas as a Christian holiday and that's your jam and like you want to celebrate like by all means like who knows what it doesn't doesn't really matter what day Jesus was born whatever pick a day I don't give a shit yeah Um, the dude's an absolute badass I mean 
in, in the in the most heartfelt way. I really mean that. Um, if you were going to pick someone to model yourself after, you couldn't do better. No, you really couldn't do better unless you've met Stefan. Um, but yeah, anyway, so like I was saying, like other than this, it, the, other than other than what you're about to tell me, I have not seen any other explanation of where these reindeer came from, and I feel like it's kind of um, it's pretty solidified in our minds to have been such so short lived. Right. So the idea of the reindeer, which is kind of contested, like outside of right, I think the first mention was um, in the poem that, uh, what was his name? Uh, Clement Moore. Clement Moore, the poem that he wrote, he mentions reindeer to uh, Karen Santa around in the sleigh, right? Right. Um, but another theory of where the reindeer came from. So, um, reindeer are all over Northern Europe, all over Siberia. Um, they're super abundant. They're like white tailed deer here, right? Um, they love to eat these Amanita muscaria mushrooms. They love them. They, they look for them. Now, one thing that the shamans would do to, um, decrease the toxicity of these mushrooms is they would wait for the reindeer to eat the Amanita muscaria and then they would collect their urine in the snow and melt it down and drink it. This was another way for them to um, have the hallucinogenic effects of these mushrooms. Now, if you are on a hallucinogenic trip on these mushrooms and you're surrounded by reindeer, they might appear to fly to you. Right. So that's one theory about um, the reindeer. They're also considered the spirit animals of the shamans in this in this Siberian culture, right? And another thing is that so what the shamans would do is in the wintertime, right? So you're coming around winter solstice. Winter solstice is a, is a universally recognized special day in. Um, just a cry in, in all cultures across. I mean, it's just it, you can tell all cultures would follow the stars and the way the sun would set. What they would do <clears throat> is they would collect these mushrooms, they would dry them, and in the winter time, the shaman. So people were living basically in thatch huts up there, um, and it was very hard to get in and out of the doors, right? So what these shamans would do is they would collect these mushrooms in the um, fall time. They would dry them. And then during the winter solstice, they would go around in within their village and they would drop um, these mushrooms down into uh, down through the chimney holes of these little huts that they lived in for the people to consume on the winter solstice. So they're also lies the idea of Santa Claus coming down the chimney. Now these shamans are literally, you can go Google. It's like, they are dressed up like Santa Claus. Like they look like Santa Claus. Yeah, they really do. And they're, um, they're going and they're dropping mushrooms down, uh, down chimneys for people to take, uh, during, uh, winter solstice. Uh, so that's one other thing. Uh, we already talked about, so Santa's from the Arctic, right? Which doesn't so like outside of like everything we've talked about, like Santa was a uh, he lived in Turkey, right? Right. <laughs> like, like Saint Nicholas did. So right, like, right. And why do we think of Santa Claus as being in the north? Now, my only problem with this theory really is 
I don't know how this shamanic Siberian culture would have gotten intermingled with all this. That's the, where I'm not seeing the connection. Well, I mean, the, the hardest thing f- for me is travel. Because I feel like there were not a lot of people traveling from Siberia, but I really don't know anything about that type, that type of travel in history. I just don't. I mean... M- I figured that, uh, you know, there's probably some chance that there was some intermingling. And I mean, then who's to say that uh, the Siberians and the what we consider Norse people, I mean, weren't... Well, they would have known each other. So the, the Norse and the Rus people, right, were all Viking culture, right? So the Rus, um, which became the Russians... Um, in Russia, in Siberia, is part of it's part now part of Russia. Um, so they very in the in the Vikings went all over the place, right? So actually, that's not that's not a bad little theory right there because the Vikings did they went all sorts of places that we didn't even think they did up until recently. Like they were definitely in North America way before Christopher Columbus. There is now a known Viking satellite settlement that it was found in Newfoundland. It was probably a failed settlement, right. but they were definitely in Greenland and they were definitely in Iceland way before Christopher Columbus ever dreamt of coming over here and fucking everything up. So that's not, I mean, that could be, it could have, um, it could have traveled into Europe through the, the Vikings. Um, but then, I mean, and like we talked about this, like all these things are these elements of paganism that have just kind of the kernels of it have just traveled down through history without any right, real, like written, nothing was really written down. And it all kind of mixed in with, um, with Christianity somehow. But like, and we're the talking more, thousands of years. Yeah. This stuff has just permeated. Um, I mean, some of this stuff is pre history stuff like legitimately before we could even write shit down yeah um the crazy thing to me though is the more as you and me have learned about this is that how little jesus actually has to do with christmas oh my god yeah and here's the thing um you know everybody says he is the reason for the season but in all actuality As big of a fan of the guy as I am, he's not exactly the reason for the season. No, and, and like I don't say, and I'm not saying that by any means to take away from Absolutely from not. Jesus or Christianity. No, I mean, as a matter of fact, um, a lot of the times I don't say, uh, "Here, I got you this as a Jesus birthday gift," just to be like, "Yo, stop commercializing the fuck out of this whole thing." Like, can we make this something not so commercial? Um, which is strange that it's commercial considering that Santa Claus is about the redistribution of wealth. But Oh, yeah, I forgot. Are you going to tell us about how Santa's a, a communist? Is that what you want? Well, yeah. Do kinda. I need to you... tell you? No, but like, didn't, uh, wasn't something that we were talking about kind of alluding to that? About I... Santa Claus being like a, he was like a figure for the, for, for poor people. Well, he was uh, so Saint Nicholas. Yeah, came Saint from Nicholas, a, came yeah. from a wealthy family, and passed his wealth out to everyone. Like, you know, he just, as far as we can tell, was just a giver. 
Yeah, um, absolutely. But um, I mean, you think about it. The Santa that we think of today, he and his his workers, his co-workers, uh, or whatever they are. I don't want to say that they're servants, the elves. Oh, real quick. The one thing I forgot to mention, another shamanic thing is um, within paganism. Oh, okay. Um, is the idea of elves, right? So, like, where did the elves come into play with Santa Claus? Another idea, and this goes back to, I was going to tell you about Terrence McKenna, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, Terrence McKenna was the, uh, I would call him the Timothy Leary of the Magic Mushroom, right? He, uh, have you ever heard of the idea of the machine elves? No. Okay, so, Terrence McKenna, when he would take DMT trips... Right. Do you, you know, you know about DMT? Did you ever yeah. do DMT? I never did it, but I, I know I've heard of it. So yeah. it's supposed to be super crazy. I've never done it either, but it's supposed to be super crazy hallucinogenic drug that, um, is like beyond any sort of acid trip or mushroom trip you've ever had. Like, it's like, you're literally in like a different universe when you take this, right. right? Um, what he kept encountering was these intelligences behind the scenes that he called the machine elves. So within like the, psychedelic hallucinogenic trip there is this idea of elves so that's another connection to the mushroom thing just i wanted i that was a part i forgot I oh to yeah that's yeah that's, that was part of why santa has elves for helpers because that the machine elves or the elves or whatever they're helping the shaman yeah the closest thing that i can think of in anything that we talked about to the elves is uh short george peaton or black peter i mean as yeah being black his peter helper, was kind of the, the was the, was the elf, but it wasn't. But he wasn't an elf, right? He was an elf. He was, he was a just human. a dark skinned human. Hu- yeah. yeah, just this. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so you think about Santa, and he's got these elves, and they're working all year long, and so like they've got mad resources, right? They're straight. I mean, they're doing it up there in the North Pole, even though their global warming is encroaching. I guess Santa's gonna have to move south. But that's for another episode. Um, like most topics, <laughs> most yeah. of my rabbit holes, that's for another episode. Um, and they're rocking it all year long, manufacturing. I mean, and, and they're just building up all this wealth all year long. They start, I'm sure that like they get the first, you know, they probably get the last few days of the year off, I would assume. And then probably around the second of the year. Like any good capitalist, they start cranking out, right? They start cranking out stuff, but... I would hope so. I would hope. But they just work all year long. All year long. They're up there making you, the goods. Do you think the only day they get off is Christmas? No. And then I have to start again. No, I think they get off... I think that they they probably take off uh, right after Santa leaves uh, the North Pole. They're done until Santa comes back. Then they probably help him like get off his sleigh, give him some fucking cookies and shit, and then put him to bed. You don't think he's sick of cookies? <laughs> I mean, how can you get sick of cookies? I don't know. Maybe maybe you don't. He's probably all tuned up off a of Nita Muscaria, but um, you're bound to want cookies after that. So they, I would I would assume that they get off until the first of the year. They probably. Get turned up <laughs> off of eggnog, get all lit and fucking groggy on eggnog. And then uh, on the second, they probably start to make it toys again. 
And they're doing it all year long until Christmas Eve and when they're done and they load up the last toy. But then here comes Santa just redistributing the wealth. I mean, I, I see what you're saying. And he wears red. It's true. He it does seals the red. deal. He wears red. He wears red. He redistributes wealth. Santa's a goddamn communist. Santa's a commie. I mean, and so what does that make you? Does that make you now not hate commies? Or does it make you now hate Santa? You're left with a choice. You're left with a choice. We, You are all left with a choice now. Um, so I just want you to know that I studied for an entire day to mislead you with all that information just so I could get you to this point. To let long, you know that Santa is a long walk for this. Is a communist. Well, uh, any final thoughts, Charlie, before we go? Um, I mean, just that, like, you could spend days studying these ideas that are similar to or wrapped up in Santa Claus, and you should go do it because you have it's nothing else to do with your life because. Well, it's useless. pointless. You should just give up. Go work at Starbucks. Never give up. And join Antifa. <laughs> Never give up. Um, we I can tell you, we are both people that um, could have gave up and didn't, and so don't give. Don't up. give. I'm just don't kidding. Don't stop. Yeah, don't 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 sing that song ever. What I can't say any more than that because then I'll have to pay fifteen cents to uh, Boston. Is it Boston? Ah, fuck, who knows? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I, think I, know, it is, I know it's. I know it's Boston. I used. I think I used to have that album. Street lights. Oh no! Wait, no, that's not Boston. That's fucking Journey. Oh yeah, it is Journey. Um, well, we've taken a long journey to tell you that Santa Claus is a communist. So we had to. He was at worship. least a socialist, I, like Jesus. That is true. Those are true statements. <laughs> um, Facts from the I, rack. I would like to leave you with the idea that um, Santa Claus does exist. And um, if he doesn't exist within physical reality, he exists within the idea of the egregore, which someday we will talk to you about. If you don't know what it is, go Google it. Um, I can't spell it for you, but someday we will do an episode about egregores. And when we do that episode, you will then understand why Santa Claus does truly exist. Thank you for listening to the Sunday Worship. I'm Stefan, and... That guy over there is Charlie. And we hope that you have a great holiday season, whatever it is that you celebrate. Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. Good celestial positionings to you. And happy winter solstice to everyone. Good night. (sighs)